At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology here on WMR.FM. It's the uh, 3rd of March, 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And uh, Dave Davies um, isn't in today. It's his 20th wedding anniversary. Him and, uh, and Mary Davies are, um, well, they're, they're off celebrating their, their, their 20th. Uh, biggest love to them. Congratulations. 20 years is, is, is amazing. Um, and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sure the, the, the listenership joins me in uh, congratulating them. We've, uh, that's probably the last happy thing we're going to talk about for a little while. Um, we're, uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine is into its uh, second week. Last week we had Anton and Igor on. I can uh, assure listeners that I've seen um, communications from both of them in the last uh, 24 hours. So both of them are... Um, still alive and uh still in Kiev. um and uh and yeah uh actually anton has been doing a number of interviews um and it's 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 uh it's it's good to see him to see him out there we have um alessa korobka a seo consultant from uh from Kiev. she's on the line and she's here um alessa you compiled a list of seos that uh that are looking for work, um, that need employment or need assistance in who are in Ukraine right now. Um, thank you for doing that first off. And I guess I, people can't wrap their heads around what is actually happening there. Um, do you still have a work life? Well, like 
in between the explosions and bombings we do have, I'm also moved a bit to the western part of Ukraine where they it's more safe and I have more opportunity to work and help others from here. So I've decided people approached me and said that they need money badly to maintain and sustain their families because they are left without jobs currently because locally it's war and they are bombed most of the time. But in between the bombings in the shelter, they can work a bit to earn just a bit of money to buy some food and to help their kids around and so on and maybe to move to a safer place. So I decided to make this list of people who are looking for uh, some work for a jig while it continues and maybe maybe when it is all done they can swift back to local market but and i've also compiled a list of um, companies that are ready to give work to provide some work to people over here and to help them a bit with because it's very good when you can earn money with your own hands not ask for something from others but you can make it on like depend on yourself a bit it makes you more comfortable in this way so and uh, but we all hope of course that it soon finishes and will be uh, able to work normally as before i'm looking at your original list digital vacancies for ukrainians the um the list that uh that that shows the people who are looking for work i would love to see the list of companies that are offering work or offering assistance to people just because i want to read their names off uh and and, and tell people to support them as, as much as possible um how do people how how do people in ukraine get paid right now is the banking system still open is it are are, are you able to um to send to send monies to pay people Yes, we are able. We have the governmental bank open and a few other banks open and we can receive money there and like payment. And my contracts with uh, like foreign companies, I'm working with foreign companies, are open and they are able to send me money and SWIFT and everything like that. Okay, so mm -hmm. if somebody did want to um, employ somebody who was on your list, they would be able to, to contact them and make arrangements with them and there would be a way to, to, to make this happen and... and uh, yeah, it and, and establish a good relationship. Yeah, it's it's uh, easy to get paid at the moment. Hopefully, it will be like that also. Well, and uh, we have the opportunity, like our government, they made uh, an opportunity for us to uh, get money on in the like um, shops in the local e-commerce, and so we, we can do that at the moment. That's that, that's excellent. Now. You have had to phrase um, everything you've said with um, at the moment. Things might change um, instantly. This is, you, you, you've probably done a, a number of interviews um, with other people in the tech community and we don't know how to, we don't even have a language for how to ask these questions because, you know, we're, 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 we're techies, but how is life for you and your family right now? Um, like when my son hears some sound, which is similar to explosion, he starts like crying and trying to find the shelter and all that. But otherwise, it's okay. Um, myself, I'm much better off than others who are constantly under attack and sit in shelters like days. But... Um, uh, 
I, I'm much better off. Uh, some people, they cannot even work because they are in the shelters most of the time. But I do really hope this changes. I really hope they won't be like killing like each one of us and will let us go free on ourselves. When did you decide to leave Kiev? And um, how did you get to where you are now? It took me several days to get out of Kiev. And um, when we heard the explosions right beside our house and the missiles and bombings, I, and I've seen how my son reacts to that. I, understand, I understood that he won't be able to cope with that. We will have a very bad trauma. So we um, like packed into a car and started uh, driving, like started to the road. And when we heard explosions, we just tried to arrive them. Like, um, so it took us several days to reach to the destination, actually. But we were like driving around these bombings, and we were not actually attacked on our car. Did you um? Did you see Russian troops or or, or enemy troops on, on we, your way we, we've to seen, safety? We've not seen the troops. We've not. We, we've seen some troops, but we are like not encouraged to tell about that. Uh, like it's mm. it's forbidden okay. here. Yeah, in, uh, in that case, we won't go there at all. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say you sound amazingly um, calm for for what you're going through. I can't imagine how you're dealing with all this. So uh, to also uh, be looking out for your fellow countrymen by putting that list together is just really amazing. And I want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, provide it to the public because without you, it won't be like seen by anyone at all. So thank you very much for that. Well, absolutely. And I, I think I think people in the SEO community are passing that list around now. It's up on Facebook. Um, um, I know that 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 you've partnered with a number of SEOs in the in the community uh, to, to to get to, to get the information out. Um, Christine um, noted noted that you do sound so calm. Um, how how do you do that? How do you how do you keep your yourself together? Is it breathing like like? It's amazing how collected people we've spoken to in Ukraine seem, given how panicked everybody outside Ukraine feels. I don't know. I think that very, like, lots of people depend on me and many are left um, in the shelters there and I really want to help them. So I need to concentrate very, very narrowly on uh, doing whatever I can to help others and to make some positive impact on what is going on. What are some... Jim probably going to say the exact same thing I was. I was just going to ask you, outside of sharing the the list, which I've done with all my groups and um, on Twitter a few times, uh, what are other things that we can do to help the community or just in general? Like most of the people uh, I've seen in the West also, they are um, saying that the war is not happening and that civilian people are not getting targeted, but it's not true. We really have a a war here and we are getting targeted here as civilians. I don't have any armors and anything like that. And I'm attacked, like I was attacked and my... uh, Relatives and my friends, they are getting attacked, though they are civilians, they are not military people. So I think that if everyone will know that we are attacked here as civilians and we have a real war here, it's not something 
it's not like what propaganda says that we are not. Uh, that would help a lot if everyone would acknowledge that we have something like terrible going on here. It's, and it impacts uh, our life in a very bad way. And often like normal, ordinary people who don't. I, I didn't even, like I was sleeping when the war started. I was woken up by the sounds of explosion. It was not something I expected I will hear. I was just walking normally and leading a normal life. And most people were doing like that. I, I, I um would it help that people uh, on social share your stories? Does that help? Because it yes, sounds like, yeah. Yes, it, of course it helps because some people don't understand that we have in war. It's they cannot believe us when we say. Well, it is. Um, for what it's worth, it's hard for many people to wrap their heads around, um, uh, especially a war of aggression of this size in Europe. Um, for what it's worth, Canada is. Um, extremely well informed on what's happening um and I, I believe most of the united states is as well um but again i think there's a lot of people and especially after years of uh of putin's propaganda in trying to divide our societies um it's hard for people to wrap their heads around one thing people want to do is get medical supplies um clothing food uh, materials to ukraine what is it that people on the ground actually need? Uh, we are like under-equipped here. Yes, m many people need uh, some medications and uh, um, people who are um, fighting back with the military, they sometimes don't have even like basic equipment on their head and or their knees or anything like that. I know that they need something like that. And uh, there are corporations which um, gather such kind of such, these kinds of goods and try to transport it to Ukraine. Yes, that that's also something they might need. And something something I would like to note: every major city in Canada and in, and in the United States and, and and likely in Europe has a Ukrainian consulate in it. Your capital city has a Ukrainian embassy in it. If you're interested in getting materials to Ukraine. You can talk to you talk to a consulate locally. You can talk to your embassy locally. Um, all of us can write our our MPs, our congresspeople, our senators, and demand more material and military support for 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 Ukraine. That's that that that's easy to do. But if you want to get stuff to Ukraine, talk to the consulates. Um, do you um, where, where where you're at? Um, Alicia, do you have um, 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 assistance from outside organizations, be it like Ukrainian government or non-governmental organizations? I know that others people do have, but I don't need anything because I like more. Be I'm better off than others, as I said, because I'm like more prepared and uh, I can do some things myself. So, uh, other people they do have this help. Yes, I I've seen it in action. It did people in Ukraine see this coming weeks and weeks ago? We had this news for several years. You know, when you are hearing that you are going to be invaded for several years, you stop to believe that. Yeah. So when we were told, like, each year it happened each year, and when it was happening lately, we just didn't believe it because they said they will invade you tomorrow, and then tomorrow and tomorrow, and it lasted for several months. So it was 
mostly unexpected over here. We didn't see this coming, and it, and we didn't expect they will start uh, try to kill us in our uh, like in all our cities. What we thought that they would try to get the eastern part of Ukraine, maybe. Uh, that was not confirmed, but maybe they could do that. But we didn't see coming that they will be making this whole war across all country and start bomb bombing uh, civilians, civilian people. This is a hard question to ask, and I'm so, so, so sorry to have to ask you this. How do you maintain a sense of hope? How do I maintain what? Your, your sense of hope. Uh, I don't. Yeah. That's the part I didn't want to ask. Um, yeah. Do you, um, do you have uh, family on the other side in Russia? Um, very hard to tell about that, but yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so, so sorry. They don't believe me. They say that they are saving my life, <laughs> but their troops are bombing me at the same time. They, none of them believes me, unfortunately. Is there anything you can suggest for people on the outside to do with, uh, again, through social media? Um, how can we talk to Russians? How can we tell the Russian people this is what's happening, um, that there are people in Ukraine dying? Uh, they just don't believe. I don't know. I've tried different types of reasoning and I tried sending videos and I've tried to record mine videos when I was in the street and it was not so nice around me. But they don't believe me. They say that um, uh, I'm, I'm just stupid and I don't understand basic things and that um, they are saving my life i don't know they 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 are it seems they just cannot believe that because otherwise wise they have to admit that they are doing something very wrong yeah how much news do you and other other people in ukraine get from the outside world how much do you know about the reaction from uh north america or europe I don't know much because I'm like working a lot and I'm very deeply involved into helping others and doing my part of work. So I don't really know much, uh, frankly. I'm just like my morning starts uh, with calling all uh, my friends and relatives if they are alive and how they survived the night. And then I help others to like get some food or medications or work or like that. And I don't even um, follow the news too much because just don't have time for that. Okay. I only have a couple more questions and then, and then we're, um, I imagine, um, as I said earlier, you have a, a hundred, hundred other things you need to do today. Um, how can people in the SEO community in the, in the search community offer you support directly? Can they, can, can they send things to you that you can distribute uh, more widely? Um, um, maybe, I, I didn't think about that. Maybe they can. No, okay. I, I can, I'm like, I know lots of people over here and I can uh, connect with people they might need. So anything they might need. I know that lots of people need evacuation badly from the regions which are bombed heavily. And um, 
but it's very hard to organize. Other than that, some people over here, they need medications, especially those that are ill with a very bad illnesses. So some people have cancer and some people have uh, diabetes and uh, all these kind of things. And uh, the medications are not available in some regions at the moment. So what I'm mostly asked about from other people who are left in the heavily bombed areas is medications actually. Okay, so medicines, medicines and medicines, medications. Yes. And again, that's something I would recommend listeners organize through um, their local Ukrainian consulate or um, through through a national embassy. Um, and that's there, awesome. yeah. For example, when they started bombing in Kiev, they bombed the hospital with the cancer children. And um, they also bombed the warehouses where the med- medicaments for these children were stored. And for some for for a day or two these children didn't have access to these medicaments so sometimes we need something to organize really quickly for these kind of people who are very ill and need some very specific medicaments are there certain organizations we can donate to that will directly supply those medications yeah, in yeah, the country the, yeah it's better to do through official uh, organizations to avoid um, like bad things <laughs> i don't know how to phrase that <laughs> do, do you have a, a one or two that you know are, are good and yes. Yes, could you post those on your uh, Twitter account? I just posted yes. that um, people should follow you uh, okay. for how to help uh, people in Ukraine. So, Okay, I will post it on my Twitter and then like half an hour uh, after collecting. Oh, when, uh, whenever, no rush. You're dealing with uh, the weight of the world right now. So I just appreciate that uh, we can find out from you the best places. Um, to send money so it doesn't go to the wrong people and doesn't get to who needs it. Yeah. Alessia, we should probably let you go. Um, I, I can hear your kids in the background. And again, I, I know that you must have a hundred things to do, but um, for the list, for taking the time today to to tell us a little bit of, 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 of what's happening where you are in Ukraine and um, just for doing all you're doing. Thank you so, so very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Thank you for your help. I really appreciate you and thank you for having me. Glory to Ukraine. Absolutely. Uh, Alessia Kordoba is a uh, SEO consultant who uh, lives in Kiev, Ukraine, and is uh, currently in seeking, is currently sheltered in the west of Ukraine. Um, she has published a list of SEOs and search persons in Ukraine who um, are looking for employment. Uh, that list is being distributed widely in the community. And if you get your hands on it and you can help somebody out, absolutely, please do. Um, I didn't introduce her earlier. Christine Schackinger is sitting in for Dave because Dave is, um, <laughs> is off on uh, his, his anniversary. Again, uh, Dave and Mary, um, congratulations. And uh, wow, 20 years. You guys are old. Um, <laughs> that's, I, 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 I never know how to do those interviews. I, I think that was a very difficult interview. I uh, found myself getting a little choked up uh, when I tried to, to speak. Um, I can't imagine what they're going through and how difficult it is. Um, as Americans, we don't have to worry about Canada or Mexico. So it's a, a hard concept, except maybe from some of the natural disasters where you have to leave your home in a moment's notice. But you know you'll be back. You don't know that you'll be back when you leave in uh, Ukraine. 
So it's it's heartbreaking, and I worry every day for those that we know that are in Kiev. Uh, I I know what Russia did in Syria. A lot of Westerners don't, and um, that nightmare keeps me awake at night. But I hope, um, because they're such an amazingly courageous and proud people, and they're hopefully getting help that they need, that they're able to to stave Russia off well, Putin's the- army. The reaction of the uh, international world of, um, and it's one of the reasons I was I was asking um, Alessia uh, if she's um, if she knows about a lot about what's happening on the outside world, because um, although we're not sending actual troops to fight in Ukraine um, and we're unable to um, safely create a no-fly zone. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. We have sanctioned the lifeblood out of Russia, and um, this has affected the tech community and the search community in profound ways, and it's going to affect us in, in, affect us in profound ways um, moving forward. Um, there was a list that there was that list that was published of, of all the businesses, um, or many of the businesses from North America, and a bunch of tech businesses on this list who've um, changed their business relationships in Russia. Apple is fully gone out of the Russian market. Amazon, full ban on retail. Adobe, blocked. Um, the uh, Dell, leaving the market. Um, Facebook, ban on all Russian mass media. All the all the trolls, all the uh, gone. 
Google, no advertising from uh, from Russia. Um, can we can to jump in for just a second, yeah, yeah. Um, just to back up a little bit because I know a lot of people aren't as familiar on international relations as you are, and uh, I don't know as much as you, but I, I know my share. That uh, the reason that we can't go in with troops or fly zones is because the minute that a NATO uh, soldier was to be harmed by Russia, it would invoke Article 5, and all NATO countries would now be at war, and you'd have the two largest superpowers in the world with nuclear weapons. Not um, just that. Russia said quite clearly, if we get the, involved in Ukraine, they will yes. use nukes. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say, and, and someone who's willing to use nuclear weapons, because everyone that studies Putin says he's different now. He's not the same person. Um, and then uh, why I hear this a lot um, in the com- controversy in our world, and I'm not going to get into different companies because you know that's not the point of my point, but that why are people sanctioning businesses in Russia? Because a lot of the Russian people don't support Putin, although we obviously know that the propaganda works from the discussion we just had. So there are people that do. But and that is because the business taxes, um, they go to support uh, Putin's war machine. And that's one of the ways he can get money right now uh, that he because he's been sanctioned so heavily and even personally, which has never been done before with him, uh, that that money will go to to him. And that's the fear of companies. Um, So they're taking all their money out of Russia. Uh, And sadly, the Russian people will have to experience the repercussions for Putin's actions. The Russian people are going to suffer. There's no yeah. two ways around this, and they're going to suffer quite badly. And it's awful because the Russian people didn't do this. Um, as, um, as as you noted, Christine, and as um, Alessia pointed out, the Russian people are fed um, narratives that are um, untrue. <laughs> I think I think I think it's very yeah. safe to to neutrally say many of the narratives that the Russian people are fed are hooey. Their lies. Their um, Russia's not protecting um, people from drug addict Nazis, and Russia's territorial integrity has never been threatened. It's just that's 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 just that's just fact. I'm not ditching media neutrality by saying that. It's just fact. Um, this is a war of aggression, and that's why the world has reacted so strongly against it. While other very nasty conflicts have not elicited this kind of reaction. Um, as for boycotting companies or, or the business end of it, um, not only are we sending Putin a message, um, we're also sending other despots and even our own leaders a message. Wars of aggression are no longer acceptable. This is the 22nd century. We can destroy ourselves so many ways. But the goal can't be to destroy ourselves anymore we actually have a very narrowing window to uh, to save ourselves <laughs> um yeah. we can't go the wrong direction and war is the absolute wrong direction um, and i meant i mentioned to sorry. you i believe i feel like this and i don't mean in the the true meaning of karm karma or karmic but it feels like a karmic reset that all these destructive forces in the world are all kind of being revealed and released all at the same time. I mean, Putin's aggression in, in, with Ukraine, which is clearly a war of good and bad, um, you know, an aggressor and a, an innocent bystander who did nothing to cause this, uh, they're going to be revealing 
you know, going through the accounts and the LLCs and the shadow corps and the businesses that they've been using to hide oligarch money. And I heard last night that 80% of Russia's GDP is held with the oligarchs, which is just mind blowing to me. I don't even understand how that works. I have to do some research. But there have never been sanctions at this level brought against the country. Like North Korea, yes, but they've never been part of the world. Well, and that's but, the thing. Uh, Russia was Russia had become um, part of the greater world. It had uh, left the Cold War stance and had become um, a member of the League of Free Nations um, yeah. with the rest of us. And, um, you know, now we're here and uh, things are different. Um <laughs> And, uh, and and again, we're all going. We are all going to uh, feel this in one way or another. If um, we're all in the tech industry, and let's let's be real here, a very large part of our industry, with some extraordinary minds, has 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 now gone behind an iron curtain again. And also um, in the sorry. tech, in, I'm sorry. Also in the tech industry, just jump in real quick. Um, is uh, Ukraine is a, a center for development in the world, some of the top developers. And so there was a list of companies today that was too long for me to, to mention <laughs> even half of it or a quarter of it, but someone on Twitter, and I'll have to find it later and I'll post it. But, uh, you know, all the companies that rely on Ukrainian development, including companies like Lyft and Uber, and uh, a lot of our, uh, our tools in the industry are Ukrainian-based and are Ukrainian companies. So not only behind an iron curtain with Russia, but what happens with all those people? Well, hey, speaking uh, of, speaking of, Ahrefs is based in Kiev, right? Are they, are they not? I believe so. Yeah, I know they're Ukraine. So, I know some of their lead people are definitely in Kiev. Yes. What was it? What were they? Um, they were tacking on um, time on people's uh, profiles or their accounts um, if they donated monies to Ukrainian relief or to to the Ukrainian effort. Yes, I go to their uh, Twitter account because I don't know where it is on their website. Uh, but yeah, I, if you contribute to one of the charities they list, because they list all legitimate charities, and you show them your receipt, they will add time onto your subscription. And I don't know exactly how the time works because they said money for months, but I don't know if that's you know hundred dollars a hundred months. That seems like a lot, or if it's like one month if your subscription's a hundred dollars. But either way, they're going to be adding money. Um, into the the organizations that desperately need it right now, because some of those organizations we were talking about earlier directly supply uh, medical supplies uh, to the to the areas that are being bombed right now. Yeah. I can't even I can't even imagine. By the way, just to backtrack a little bit, how calmly um, she was talking about like driving down the road and there are bombs, and I wake up in the morning and there are bombs. Like it's as normal as if there was sun in the sky or a rainstorm. And I'm sure part of that is the trauma talking of, you know, how horrible the situation is. But I, I'm way more panicked, like you said, um, than, than they are right now. Of course, they're in fight or flight mode. And, and yeah, they're 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 living it and we're yeah. perceiving it. Um, yeah. And, and I meant uh, I need to clarify. I didn't mean panic like, oh, I'm way more. Panicked. I meant more like, <laughs> yeah, like their situation is um, is something that. I can't even describe it. I can't find the words today. <laughs> well, we all have this uh, sense of um, apprehension, I guess. It. Um, and it's uh, 
it's a very cute, a very acute feeling. Um, you can't deny you're feeling it. You can't deny it's there. It's like this dark cloud hanging just above your sternum, somewhere, somewhere to the north of your stomach, um, and uh, and it's there. You wake up in the morning and you feel it. You uh, you doom scroll Reddit and you feel it. Um, you uh, bake chocolate chip cookies and watch Netflix and you feel it. It's there. Yeah. Um, and you feel guilty when you're. I went to a geocache murder mystery on Saturday, which. Completely oh, you had removing. fun in the middle of a crisis? Exactly. And I felt guilty when I got there because, you know, uh, people we know, it's not even just because there's a war, but people we know are there. And I felt guilty just being able to remove myself and have fun. I would say, though, for people that are feeling helpless, um, you know, uh, Alyssa uh, gave us some uh, ideas. But, you know, I think one of the things we can do, and you can tell me if, if you agree, but is we can amplify the, the story, if you can't be there to help, we can at least be the witnesses to make sure that what's happening gets seen, that uh, people know. Because there's a lot of people that are just dealing with their everyday life, you know, the kids and feeding and, you know, working their jobs and the pandemic that we're still dealing with. And they don't pay attention to the news that much. They may not know what's going on in Ukraine. And so that makes it the propaganda easier to disseminate so it's important i think especially with people who have social reach to get our, get the word out there to show the videos and the, the posts and the you know, interviews with uh, people who are who are there to make sure that the world sees what's going on you know not everyone has a twitter account that's going to reach 10 20 30 100,000 people but no, in I'm our industry seeing, there are quite I, a few I hundred, I absolutely hundred percent agree with you. There's a, uh, there's a saying in radio: uh, perception is reality. Um, our job in radio is to help our our listeners create images in their minds to tell a story, and through that story, they they perceive the world. Perception is reality. We need to help people um, in Ukraine tell their stories. Um, it's essential at this time, especially given what they're up against um the russian army may be proving itself to be inept um it may be taking far longer than any of us thought it would take to um overrun um, um ukraine um but it's still the russian army <laughs> um, yeah yeah they, also, we ahead, need to help people tell their stories now it's absolutely critical um even as you said even if it's just for the sake of bearing witness yeah, and armchair activism gets a really bad rep uh, because there are people that just treat some things and then don't think they have to do anything else. But I don't think as our community um, thinks that's not the case. It's a very generous community. I see GoFundMes where people, you know, donate $2,000 because someone has a surgery. Yeah. Um, I know people are donating. I'm sure they're donating to organizations. But it is another way that you can help. And the other thing, too, is I think it makes you feel a little bit more empowered to know that you're doing something, that you're getting information out there, that you're correcting the disinformation. Um, that's why I do it. I know people who follow my account probably go, oh, my gosh, she tweets so much about Ukraine. But the reason is, is because exactly what was discussed earlier, the propaganda machines are so heavy. They're so effective and they're so massively funded. I mean, Russia has in the few years back had an entire agency built just to do this. with so three floors of people that they hired to sit online all day and make sure that their narrative got out for whatever they were trying to manipulate. And 
it's just a, it's an incredibly powerful network. And people, I think, think it's just a small thing. But MIT found on just one research project, 300,000 sleeper accounts ready to be activated. And on another research project, there were over 500,000 of these types of accounts. Now, some are bots, but a lot of them are fake accounts. And that means someone is paid to stand behind there and to make sure that they push a narrative and also that they silence the other narrative. Their biggest goal is to silence people on social media. Well, and that's been going on for several years. Again, I'm not, we're yeah. not stepping into any realm of politics saying that. Mm-mm, it's mm-mm. fact. It's been this demonstrable <laughs> fact. Um, yeah. And um, I'm, I'm really hoping that one of the, not that there's, not that I'm hoping for any positive outcome from, uh, from a war, because there is no positive outcome from wars. <laughs> but there are outcomes. Things change. And uh, one of the things that's changed is, because of Western sanctions, um, Russia's economy is literally flatlining. Um, it's I, I can't imagine what's what's I'm I'm an amateur economist and I can't imagine what's happening in the minds of real economists in Russia. Everything is melting down, and uh, that means the funding for the Internet Troll Institutes, um, the Bureau of Screwing with America. Um, is gone. And I've noticed the tone on the internet has changed. Am I imagining that? Is that fanciful thinking or is that for real? No, I think that there is definitely a a tone change. Now, some of that could be because a lot of it's moved to other channels. Um, There's a lot on Telegram and alternate social media sources. But I do think overall there's less of the... um, the Like professional trolls. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh yeah, the professional. So for those that don't know, the Internet Research Agency was just one that was brought up in um, some documentaries and stuff, so it was heavily examined. Who was the Internet um, Research Agency? Who were they? It was Russia, and it was like a business. I saw the building. It looks like any tech building you'd see in the United States. So it, it, three- was, it wasn't a division of government. It was a business hired by government. It was, well, it's hard to say in Russia, it's a business the government had that was private, but that's all interlinked anyway. So, uh, but the first floor was the people don't speak English very well, and they're meant to just insult, aggress, attack people and get them to be quiet. The second floor, yeah, this is how it's Yeah, pretty much. And the second floor is uh, people that spoke English moderately well, so they may engage you a little bit, but it ended the same way. You shut and up, then, ski. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, ski. I like that. And the third floor were intellectual people who spoke English fluently, and their goal was to try to convince you of their narrative or just to keep you talking with them so that you would not be talking and uh, you, you would not be putting your stuff out on social. And we're basically talking about Twitter here, not Facebook. Facebook has its own issues as well, but not just not implemented the same. So, uh, so you might be on Twitter, and you, you might have noticed in the past few years that you'll see – an account will be talking to you for days. And that's just not a normal exchange on Twitter. Like you, you talk for like 10 minutes or maybe 30, you don't talk for four days straight. Right. So but what's going here to, to waste your time just to, to, to divert you. Keep you from, keep you from publishing your tweets from talking about your narrative. But and that's and one you, hell of an investment. Of course, think of the scale of Twitter. I know, but think of the scale of Russia's money and influence. So, 
So they they were they're not the only ones who did it, but this was the agency that was most heavily examined because of their role with Cam- Cambridge Analytica and uh, that. But they still exist. Uh, I was watching uh, one of the reporters who keeps a heavy eye on all this disinformation disinformation networks yesterday, and he said they're still out there, they're still working. But I have noticed a change. So there was a a change on it. it wasn't just you know Russia who had like this plan of these three levels. Then it started to be like last year, year and a half ago, just straight out, you know, I won't say the words here. I know we're not even on regular TV and I can, but I won't. But you'll be sitting there and if you, you'll know you're interacting with one of these once you get used to picking it out because it'll be like, you'll make an innocent comment on a subtweet or you'll just say an opinion that's really not all that controversial or maybe it is even controversial. And they'll go, oh, you stupid moron. You don't even know what you're talking about. And they all repeat the same lie over and over again in almost the exact phrasing. So I got attacked the other night um, every two to 10 seconds for about 20 to 30 minutes. And it was over Biden's speech. And it was just an item in Biden's speech. And they had a narrative they wanted to push. I don't want to get into the politics, so I'll just give the generals. And the narrative was wrong. And it's untrue. But it's a narrative they're trying to push to affect divisiveness in the United States. And so... Almost every account said the same lie, but they also included an insult. So I was a stupid, stupid B-I-H. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, I'm a moron. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just the dumbest thing they've ever seen. The, the accounts are really exaggerated, and they're not normal. So if you're not familiar with this, right, on Twitter, you'll see, you'll see like, pandemic researchers, you know, scientists, doctors, and they're like, well, you know, some will get really personally hurt and think that these are real people. And then you go look at their stream and it's like, you're a freaking moron. I can't wait till you die. You've never spoken to somebody and, and you have five followers and a hundred tweets. That really the behavior you're going to do on social media? No, right? Like, it's just not how people normally react. So maybe 10% of people are that crazy. But um, I can't, you know, like think about your friend. They're going to go on Twitter have no followers, never used it, and they're going to go find somebody and just start insulting them with really okay, so horrible. That's a way. That's a way to spot a uh, false uh, enemy. It's it's so basically, there's two things that generally point to um, a fake account. There's other things too, but the, the fake accounts are mostly one. They're insulting you. There are some that don't insult, but most of them are insulting you. You've never interacted with them. You don't have any similar followers or you don't follow the same people. You're on some subtweet somewhere and all of a sudden people are telling you're a moron, you're an idiot, you know what you're talking about, you're stupid. That's not normal behavior. And then if you click into these accounts, they generally fall under one or two categories. They're founded in 2009 to 2016, but have almost no tweets. Um, you know, may have 50 tweets and they've so, had the account. So this is one of those um, um, millions of fake accounts or, or that just yeah. got set up dormant sitting in somebody's pocket ready to activate when necessary exactly or sometimes you'll see a timeline i looked at the other day it was active until 2010 and then not till 2020 where it did five tweets and then uh, this month so it was someone had an account it went dormant somehow they got the account and they used it twice since right because that's not normal you don't not use your account for what it's worth i find twitter the most toxic place in the world so i've almost never participate there like but almost never. It's not toxic. My it's account bad. might look like that. No, your account will look like it. Because the other thing I was going to say is when you look at their tweets, they're going to be super benign mixed in with like really awful. 
So it'll be like football, football, football. Oh, you're a stupid, right? So yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I I try to be like the top level intellectual insulter. Yeah, exactly. These are not smart insults. These are something like a three to five year old would say to you, like you're poopy pants, but just with big adult <laughs> words. I mean, that's really how bad they are. And they didn't used to be that bad. Like there's only some because they had another level to it, right? Level two and level three. It seems like it's all digressed because what they're trying to do is they're trying to shut you up. They want you to feel so bad. So like, here's an incident that happened uh, last week. Somebody posted about, and they're just trying to be cheeky, make light of what was going on because everything was so heavy that, you know, if you've never lived, if you're younger than Gen X, you probably haven't lived under the threat of nuclear war this way and uh, find someone who's Gen X and they can, you know, talk to you about it and get a pop tart. Right. That was, it was a you know, semi joke. And that account got annihilated by fake accounts and they tried to turn it into the most divisive issue that ever existed i still have people tweeting me from six days ago these are these are the same kind of people who were offended by a um desexualized um candy yeah although there's some of our politicians who push that one too but that's another story (laughs) but yes Disinformation, misinformation, and the uh, want to uh, just screw with perceptions of reality are um, fascinating and terrifying. And uh, hopefully that'll tick downwards as time goes on, but probably not. Let me give you one more thing before we. Yeah, yeah, sure. The other type of account you'll see is a massive number of tweets with a very low follower count. So they'll have 50,000 tweets and 100 followers or 150,000 tweets and 200 followers. Now, if you're putting out content all the time, you just naturally accumulate followers, right? I have almost 18,000. I don't know why, but I have about 18,000. And general ratio is about, you know, six, six to one, eight, you know, five to six to one, eight to one, if you're mm-hmm. regularly posting. If you have 100,000 tweets and 1,000 followers, you're not, you're getting rid of followers or your content's so bad, no one's following you. I was about to say, people are calling you. <laughs> yeah. So if you take that with that horrible tone, those are the two best ways. Because there's other indicators like their profile photos. AI photos, by the way, if you look at the profile, you'll notice they have three teeth or their ears really funky or their eyes don't line up because the AI is not perfect. Um, but that's a little harder. You have to be more experienced. But these two things will generally give you an indication. And then if you're really not sure, you can go to their tweets and see who they've been tweeting and what their tone has been. And that'll confirm it for you. But just report and block them. Report them as fake and block them because one, you don't want to interact with them anyways. Two, if they're working as a network, they're going to share your stuff. They're going to like your stuff. And that's going to cause you to have more and more attack you. And three, you can't get someone suspended with your one report. So if they're not a fake account, and maybe you made a mistake, um, you know, you can't be sure 100% of the time. So what? You reported and blocked someone who's being horrible to you. And if 100 other people do that, then maybe they get suspended. But then they're probably a fake account at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I had to finish out with all that. Sorry. No, that's all good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you did it. I didn't mean to, to, to try to cut you off. But we've got about 15 minutes left in the show. And, um, you know, there, there are actually some things actually happened in the search world, too. And um, they did. They did. And uh, <laughs> I, I want to dedicate every show. There's going to be a bit of moving forward, and listeners should know this. Um, as long as as long as the invasion continues, a little bit of the show is going to be dedicated to Ukraine every week. That's going to happen. But we're also we're still a tech show, a search show. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um, and we're still obviously, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to race through this part. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's an. Un- you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand, and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Conference, a Google unconference is coming up at the end of the month. We just don't know exactly when, but Martin Split has been teasing, uh, teasing, uh, putting out tweets with a stay tuned notice. So we're going to be having a, a Google Search Central virtual unconference coming up soon. Well, that's good to hear. Is it yeah, open I to everybody so. or is it limited? No, it's going to be, well, it, yes, it will be limited, but. Only because technology will limit the number because everybody wants, like, there's going to be thousands and thousands who want in. So get in early and you'll get in. Um, but if you don't get in early, you'll be, ca- you'll be um, 
you won't be able to get in, but that's not because Google's trying to impose a limit. Um, it's just, you know, so much room, so much bandwidth. <laughs> and it always exceeds um, the number of people who, who want to go to the conference will always exceed the amount of bandwidth Google's got to bring them all in. I, I, I don't think there's a way to solve that. As, I, as we've heard, though, there's no, it's going to be like last time, no actual limits, um, but except technology. Cool. Now, Martin is going to be on SEO 101. Rob and, oh, Rob, sorry, um, uh, uh, Ross Dunn and Scott Van Ack have, uh, have gotten Martin Schlitt uh, to, to come on uh, next, next episode of SEO 101, so maybe he'll say some more then. Well, that would be cool. I think I have to to bribe Martin to get into the unconference. We'll see. (laughs) I don't think he takes bribes, though. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, You know what? You don't. You don't got to bribe. Just uh, when, when, as soon as you find the URL, go register and make sure that you're just jamming on the join now button. It's going to be exactly. But just (laughs) jam on that button until you're in. (laughs) I always miss. I'm just not good at uh, gaming, so I probably am not as fast as everybody else. Okay, so. We don't got a lot of time, so going in depth into anything is going to be really hard. So there's some. some did you know, Christine, that um, the uh, CSS colors in your website are not in any way a ranking factor? Really? Oh my really? gosh! I was it's counting on that. <laughs> well, if you were counting on that, I think you might be a bit disappointed. John Mueller. Um, <laughs> what are these bizarrely, had to confirm this the other day. <laughs> Okay. Well, someone the other day asked about the keywords tag. I'm like, did people just get out of like college with no real education? I don't know what happened. Well, no, the keywords tag is a weird one because there was that notice that Google put out like 10, 15 years ago that was really stupid and ambiguous that made it look like they might be looking at the keyword tag, even though they said quite clearly they don't care at all. But it's 15 years, and now they've said they don't even they, they don't even scan it. So right, it's Google's very like, what, weird. keyword what? Yeah, pretty much. They told us to remove it. And Bing did use it for a spam indicator for some time, but even they stopped doing that because they're like, well, if you put all your keywords in here, guess what we can look for? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so but, that comes up every once yeah. in a while for sure. Uh, yeah, these are crazy. Um, Again, I, so I shouldn't make fun. I mean, SEO can be confusing, and people you know, probably don't, don't have enough basics yet. They don't know that, but... It just sounds well, so crazy to think that colors would change your SEO value. Some, well, the, okay, the, the reason somebody might think that is you're making a change to the site, you're introducing new CSS, and that's something new for Google to work through. And that's the only that's 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 the only reason in in my wildest of imaginations I could think of why that might be a concern to somebody. But even then, I can't think of why it's actually a concern. You know, now I'm going to have to go find out because that's well, indeed, good. Ha- happy hunting. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did this myth come from? I have to know. Here's another one. There is no quota for the number of rankings any one website can achieve. There's no certain amount of keywords you can rank under. It, if, it, if it matches the query, it can rank for whatever. Where did this one come from? Was there a uh, question another, that Google had a limit? That you this is another um, John Mueller had to mention it because somebody asked wow. him the question directly and he looked at it and went, Whoa, that's weird. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyone who works with a big brand knows there's no there's no limit to as long as you have the content that matches and you're the one that Google likes. You know, well, there's ranking factors thing, uh, crazy ranking factors. 
here's one that people mightn't have thought of. And this is, this is actually a really important one. Thou shalt not blocketh Americans. Yeah, I saw that. Now that's not that's not America being all America centric, and you know people from around the world might 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 uh, might think that, but it's not. It's just that Google's main servers are in America, their main crawlers are in America, and most crawlers come out of America. Um, if you're blocking a, uh, a, a Google, if you're blocking America in general, you're prob- probably blocking the majority of. Uh, crawlers from Google that were going to go over your website or the server that was going to render your website, pages in your website to, to take a quick inspection of them. So don't block America. If you do, you're pretty <laughs> much blocking yourself everywhere. Now I can see where this one came from because you can block other countries, but you always have to be very careful about that. Google recently published their IP list, but for a long time, they you didn't know all the IPs and they could come from outside the country and they have seen People use like a super strict setting on a, you know, something that's trying to prevent uh, like DDoS or something. And they wind up with the rankings going down because they blocked Googlebox. So you have to be super careful about that. But definitely not America. Yeah, because Google's here. And their servers are here, like you said. If you block America, you're basically basically (laughs) blocking. You're basically putting a big wall up and not letting anybody see in. So don't do that. Um Here's a neat one. Um, plugins. Uh, so Microsoft introduced Index Now, right? Um, wow. And that's been picked up by, uh, I think, uh, DuckDuckGo and by uh, Yandex, although Yandex isn't necessarily so relevant right now. Um, so it's not just Microsoft that, that's using Index Now. Other, other, other search engines are using it as well. Um, and it's being added to uh, different uh, uh, content management systems um, and different uh, plugins. For instance, it's on Duda, uh, all-in-one WordPress, Rank Math SEO plugins. They're all using uh, uh, Index Now, but Yoast is not. Yoast decided that Index Now or has suggested Index Now is a lot more when than now. It doesn't improve crawl efficiency or lead to more traffic, and so it's not included in the uh, in the Yoast SEO tool. That's interesting. Well, also, yeah. I believe Yoast and WordPress have a direct funnel to Google, like Twitter does, a Firehose. I'd have to double check on that, but I think they do. So that might be why they're not as worried about it, because thing is less traffic. Google doesn't support Index Now yet, and they already have a Firehose. Well, I was but about to say I'd that. I'd have to check the, the, on that. If, if, if um, Yoast is feeding Google directly, um, which, which I believe that they are, um, absolutely, yeah. um, and then all other, uh, 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 if it's if it's if it's a WordPress firehose, then everybody else has got it too, right? Yeah, I think um, it's a Yoast WordPress combination. But I'm not okay. sure. I heard it at a conference a few years back, so I'd have to check the details. But this is again, this is uh, Index Now is is um, Google is the only of the notable search engines who who, who haven't adopted the protocol, um, and so like this is uh, supposed to be um, your super duper. Uh, radically improved sitemap, XML sitemap into like, you know, um, into Bing. Uh, you sitemap without a sitemap into Bing, um, into, uh, into again, DuckDuckGo and that other search engine, that the one that begins with a Y. So, Not, so, Yahoo. <laughs> Not Yahoo. Not <laughs> Yahoo. 
No, I'm just checking because I thought I'd heard it. So Google was testing in its now protocol for sustainability back in November. I know that they had talked about um, adding it. But I guess the thing about Index Now that's nice is once one uh, search engine has your URLs for the Index Now, because you can't do your whole site, you have to limit it, uh, that goes to everyone automatically. So that's kind of the benefit, right? So if Bing picks it up and Google is part, Bing, Google, and DuckDuckGo, and we'll ignore the other for now, um, would all get it instantaneously. Uh, in addition, uh, you can tell it to disregard URLs that way, and the protocol would be to immediately drop them. So instead of waiting six months for Google to get around dropping your 401 or 410, uh, you could give them a list of URLs to immediately get rid of. Also with redirects, same thing. So that would be the benefit. So instead of waiting for the crawl, you push that information out, and it would be instantly received and quickly acted upon which would be an improvement for us. You know, I, I know we all have sat around waiting for those pages to drop that just don't drop. Uh, but I would have to read the article to see what Google's final decision has been on that. But there was word that they were supposed to adopt it. Yeah, well, um, I'm, again, more curious why Yoast is suggesting it doesn't improve fraud efficiency or lead to more traffic. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. the, the piece in uh, SC, SC Roundtable didn't, Delve didn't it was only a few paragraphs long, and it really didn't delve into to the why Yost was saying what he was saying. Um, I have a quick thought on that. I have a quick yeah. thought. Um, if you have sitemaps already, like you're using Yoast, uh, it probably wouldn't Im improve either because Google already has your URLs, and um, it wouldn't need them because it has your sitemaps and it's been calling them well. Uh, if you're a new site, I can see where Index Now would be hugely helpful because you could get your stuff instantly to Google. But our regular site, and it wouldn't improve rankings as long as your site's being crawled well. It would mostly be a benefit for sites that have crawling difficulties or have content that changes quickly and regularly like e-commerce sites, news sites, than just like a regular stationary evergreen site. Because Google already has those URLs, so it doesn't need to get them pushed every day. Okay, we're down to our very last story because we're down to our very last four minutes. Okay. Um, if you're seeing, if you're having uh, issues um, inspecting individual URLs in Google Search Console, it's not you. It's Google Search Console. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Earlier today, uh, G GSC has reported um, that they're experiencing a, a problem with the uh, inspection tool. So if the inspection tool ain't inspecting for you, um, it's not you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's their problem. They'll, they'll, definitely they'll, not you. They'll definitely yeah. figure it out eventually, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's about it. We've gone, we've gone around the clock. Um, before we, you, you know what's, you know, what we have not done this entire episode. Two things: okay. we haven't mentioned Barry Schwartz's name, so that's been taken care of. <laughs> hey, Barry Schwartz. <laughs> Go ahead. And we haven't mentioned. For the first time in probably two years, we have not mentioned COVID. This is true. Although, it's not I was, over I where was, I live. <laughs> I was going to ask um, Alicia earlier about COVID in Ukraine, because I, under I understand that hospitals are running out of um, oxygen because COVID is still a very real thing there. But it's feels like it's becoming less and less of a thing here, although I did see your post on uh on Facebook earlier showing the uptick in, in Las Vegas, um, yeah. the very recent uptick. And I was going to mention that to say, um, even though we haven't mentioned it, it's still there. And um, 
you know, where we, we have a couple crises running concurrently, and um, we've got to keep our eye on all of them. Um, <laughs> COVID is... Look, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. COVID is fading, yeah. or it could be fading. There's a very, very, very strong chance that the fully vaccinated and boosted are in a position to, for whatever this means, whoever this plays out, to quote-unquote live with COVID as a constant companion like the flu, measles, rubella, and other um, contractable diseases. Some really good news on that front, though, real quick. Uh, They still are... um, hopeful about the universal vaccine which will mean you'll be protected against variants that we don't even know about yet so once that comes out i think there'll be a lot more a lot less thinking about covid but i would say right now keep a note on your local numbers because ours just went back into the critical range because we have 30 percent unvaxxed and we have four million tourists a month three million tourists a month so so keep keep an eye locally can keep doing the smart things friends keep wearing masks Even if there's not a mask mandate, doesn't mean you don't, doesn't mean you don't, you can't wear one. You probably should wash your hands obsessively that may or may not stop the spread, but it'll certainly keep it from going into your mouth or into your eyes. Um, And uh, stay, stay distant from people if you can. Um, This isn't two years ago. We're in such a better position now and we have so many more tools and so much more knowledge and a few more months, and we might be over the last hurdle. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes. but it, 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 you know, we will be eventually. It's going to. It's inevitable. But we're going to have to get ourselves there, and that's going to. That's going to still require cooperation. That's all I'm saying. Is please keep on cooperating, friends. We've gone full clock. We've um, got to uh, got to get going. And um, the NFL dropped all COVID protocols as of today. That's a hopeful sign. Let's um, let's hope we can keep it all going so that we can be free of all of them in a few months. In the meantime, um, on behalf of uh, Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls, thank you so much for sitting in, by the way, Christine. Thank you for having me, as always. It's Jim Edger from Digital Always Media. Um, thanks for listening, friends. Stay safe, rank well, be kind to each other, and uh, you know, help out the people in Ukraine. We'll talk to you next week. express in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.